It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who was the major contributing factor of the Film Rage crew placing third place in the Calgary International Film Festival Trivia Contest last Thursday. Hey, Merman. It was all my knowledge of the black history in the films. It, yes. That, that's what sealed the deal. It was indeed. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Let's do that. I tell you one thing. Whenever I get to be number three, I'm happy about me. I always strive to be number three. I like to go number three. Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members and all members who sign up will get a special limited edition Film Rage merch item. But if you cannot afford to get a membership, you can still buy us a terrible movie renter and tear us to see it. And thanks to our Number one listening country this in the month of March, the UK. Jolly good. Good day, Brett. A. A. Movies are back at Canyon Meadow Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support. And we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Time to dance. Oh, dancing. We're streaming. We've been streaming. And we've been streaming. And doing what? We've been streaming, oh. Jim. Even Murray did some streaming on the weekend. Pretty much all I did. <laughs> nice. Huh. Feeling right. a little restless about talking about this movie, Bryce? Mm. So yeah, so we start with a uh, movie f- from Netflix. Dumb. Yeah, it was dumb. Um, <laughs> name is Restless. Uh, spoiler alert, I hated this film. I don't doubt that one bit. Who am I supposed to give a crap about here? I did not even care what happened to anyone. The ridiculous premise snowballs throughout the length of the film, and by the end, I was proud just for staying awake. 
There are so many coincidences in this tale of a cop who runs a guy over and then tries to cover it up, and don't forget, he is also crooked, and the guy he ran over is involved with another crooked cop who shot him before the first cop ran him over, but the first cop didn't know that, that, and that, and the first cop's mother just died, so he throws the guy he ran over in with his mother into in her coffin, and then later he, he digs her up in order to save his daughter, because the second cop threatens his family, and then a bunch of other crap happens. Wait, and, those are all the spoilers. Then, Spoiler <laughs> alert. And then we get the most unsatisfying ending ever. That was this film, and it was a rage. I hope I've saved you some time. Do not watch it. It's garbage. I know it's, you know, if you're paying for Netflix, you just have to click on it. It's not worth the, the energy it takes to 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 click your little remote control. If you're it paying for Netflix, awful. it's already Thanks there. Thanks a lot, Jim. I don't know why you keep on making me watch this garbage. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, really. Okay, well, apparently Bryce didn't like it as much as me. Okay, so as Bryce had already alluded, this is not your traditional French cop suspense drama action film. Nope. Nope. First off, it's French. And not one nude scene in the entire movie. So right there, it wasn't a typical French film in general. Second, everyone is evil. Right from the very beginning, you're asking yourself, and Bryce Kadari alluded to this as well, what the fuck is going on? And uh, why do I care about anybody in this movie? There is, in my opinion, some good suspense game through most of the beginning of the film. But as the film progresses, some of the story falls a bit flat and I question some of the police quote unquote abilities of our protagonist which I think we're supposed to think he's a protagonist because I'm not sure that's the right word for him perhaps the better word is the least douchey of all the douches which I got no problem with if it's done right this was not done right but the French Jason Statham really got his ass served to him pretty much all the way through this movie. By a geriatric. Yes. So that was actually kind of refreshing to see. The French version of Jason Statham getting his ass served to him. And not just once, but over and over and over. Not your typical North American type cop suspense drama action feel either. I enjoyed it for the first part of it. I 100% agree with Bryce. The ending was terrible. And there was a lot of conveniences that happened, but I thought it was so stupid. I actually laughed quite a bit through this movie, not with it, I understand. but at it. And that to me, it just gets a French nudeless meh, probably a very low meh, but I still laughed a lot. I love the fact he buried he buried the dead guy with his, his mother. That alone made me love this, that part of the movie alone. It was funny. No. It was awesome. No. And then he steals that kid, he steals that kid's army toy. To His own kids. Th- it, was so, it was so stupid. I loved it. All right, Mary, what'd you think? Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> it, was so, uh, yeah. it was so dumb. It was, was funny. This film supposed to be serious. No. Because oh, I, I think spent it was. No, the there's no way it was supposed to be serious. Yeah, talking was. here. Oh, sorry. Because I spent the first half of the movie laughing at how ridiculous it was. As me. Hiding a body in his mother's coffin. The toy soldier tied to a body. 
uh, security guard playing Halo on duty. It just goes on. And coming from a security guard. Well, yeah. It's that's like, saying something. Watching TV is one thing. He's playing Halo. And he was the security guard. Uh, in the first 10 minutes, we see him kill a man and hide the body in the trunk of his car. Things can only go downhill from here. The storyline is quite unbelievable. Filled with circumstances, crazy moments. The tension was comedic at best. There are some twists and turns, but it's a bit predictable. Uh, crap like this would normally make me rage, but I enjoyed at least half of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's your your noodless uh, French man. I agree. There you go. It was total garbage. It was some fun. There was no fun. Oh, I feel sorry for I you. I enjoyed some of it. Perhaps you, <clears throat> and I don't want to misquote you here, but you are a pain in your neck. Yes. Oh, sorry, you have a pain you in your pain neck. I do. And this movie added to that? Is that what you're saying? This movie was so freaking god-awful. <laughs> Just... Just, it's a total waste. It was a total waste of my time. <laughs> I resent the fact that I had to watch it. Oh, Bryce. It I enjoy bad movies when they're bad. This is just, this is unwatchable dreck. It, it was funny. No, it wasn't. Because it was bad. No, it, it was, was bad. It wasn't one. No, it wasn't one of those so bad. It it's was. funny. It was. it was just bad. It was good. Bad. It, was, it was, it was, it was total garbage. And it just. I don't understand why these movies get made. I don't get Well, it. I can tell you. Because Netflix has lots of money, and they're just throwing money at the wall and see what it sticks to. Pretty much. Yeah. That's why. You never okay. know. It's true. They with, just With that much money, they should be able to do better. That's yeah. why Hallmark does 2,000 Christmas movies a year. Yeah. They hope a couple of them are good. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we also saw a movie called Hellbender. Yeah. And I have a feeling Bryce and I are going to disagree on this one, too. Okay, so we got to see Hellbender on Shudder. Dum-dum. Dum-dum. So much dum-dum. This film has a real feel to the art direction that's hard to put your finger on. Lots of great drone shots, great contrast of color, and every shot so tightly formed and framed for effect. There's a lot of creepy muttering, which I happen to love in creepy satanic witch films. And who knew witches were vegans? Well, of course, except for their bloodlust. I freaking love the cinematography in this film with all the hues of color, darkness, and contrasting tones. CGI, which as usual is not the greatest. Mm -hmm. And I love the soundtrack and original music. Film at times has a real sissy Spacek Piper Laurie in like Carrie feel. And others, I felt a little bit of a Scott Pilgrim is going to join the party at any time. I felt like uh, what? it had, it just had some weird comedic, it was trippy. That's what I want to say. It's trippy and it weird trippy. and slow moving and creatively original in its witchy genre spin. I really enjoyed this film a lot. I didn't know what to expect through this entire film, which always gives me great pleasure. Witches that rock out give me a joygastic mother eaten mondo. I love this film. But my favorite line was it takes a lot more than maggots to fly, you greedy cunt. Uh, That's what the mom says to the girl. To the daughter. To his daughter. Yeah, daughter. To his, her own daughter. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. It yeah. was good. I loved it. <laughs> okay, uh -huh. So, the Adams family made a film. Color me disappointed. There was no sign of Morticia Gomez or Uncle Fester. 
Oh, wait, that's the wrong Adams family. Mm. This was, in fact, a family of hillbilly filmmakers. Though, ironically, the matriarch of the film was not an Adams. Um, I've seen a few witchcraft slash Wiccan type films. This movie was nothing like that. That could be a bad thing or a good thing. The witchy parts were pretty cool, though the science of it was quite laughable. Yeah, this plant, but with this, gives you magic powers. Like, no, it doesn't. It's you have just to a be plant. a witch, though. Whatever. Um, a lot of it just seemed to be pulled out of thin air with no research at all. Like, there is an actual, you know, religion, w- Wiccan, witchcraft, and they didn't even try to get anything right. Um, acting was decent, though, obviously, involving untrained actors. <laughs> the effects were okay for a low-budget film. Yep. It was too slow in places. Ending was predictable and unsatisfying. I did learn one thing from this film. Eating meat gives you magic powers. There you go. That makes me Harry friggin' Potter. <laughs> rage. All right. Gives it a rage. Wow. I give it a rage. There you go. An insult to Wiccans everywhere. They didn't say once they were Wiccan. They were satanic witches with their own same thing. spin. Still witchcraft. Well, Wiccan isn't the same as witchcraft. No, but they still practice the same stuff. Uh, it's its own lore. Anyway, what'd you think, Bryce? Mm. He's still awake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, keep this pretty short. Um... There is some potential here as the Adams family is able to get to create some memorable moments, but is bogged down by the fact that there is little substance. It's a cool film to look at, but it needs better writing to go along with the cool imagery. I will give you the fact that it, it is it is cool to look at. It's very cool. But it is very poorly written. And just like Murray, I hated the ending. The ending was crap. This was a rage. I liked a it. Total rage. It was, was expected. I expected the ending to end like that, but I liked. I, it was satisfying. I love the fact that she no, keeps I, her mom in the basement. It was crap. I liked it. I nope. liked all every single total minute garbage. of it. I like witches, okay. and I like witches that rock. You are like it's so like generous this week. It's making rock. me want to puke. I am being. The fact. Okay, when was the last? I haven't seen a witch movie. That had any form of originality whatsoever. This had a lot of stuff that you never saw in any other witch movie. The fact that the and whole that, and idea... That makes it, and that makes it good? It did. It made it original and creative for me. The, the stuff that we get normally is just rehashed drivel. This, there was nothing in this that was like any other Original's movie. Original's great if it's good original. Yeah, I thought but it was good. But if someone does something original and it's bad, it's still bad. No, I didn't think it just was Just because bad. it's original I doesn't mean it. that it's automatic. I thought it was good. good. I thought... I thought it the, was poopy. It was not. If you like witch movies, I will say that if they could ever, you know, maybe get someone else to write a script for them, perhaps they could it. make a good movie. Because I do, li- I did like the grittiness of it all. I, I did like actors. a lot of the shots and the atmosphere was. The atmosphere was, was good. great. Yeah, but I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting like 
I mean, you can't compare something like Gretel and Hansel to this. No, you cannot. You can't. The fact that you even brought that no, up. No, no, no. The reason just, I'm bringing it up it is again. It cut you it's, off because no, it's the stupidest thing. No. Even saying that in the same sentence as this movie I, is ridiculous. I, the reason I'm saying it is multiple fold. Number one, uh-huh. Hansel and Gretel was also a very atmospheric Gretel film. Gretel and Hansel, thank oh, you. They made it was dollars. a very atmospheric film. It's also in the witchcraft realm. Mm-hmm. So that follows the premise of Hansel and Gretel and the witch that eats blah, blah, blah. This is, an, is a whole new spin off of that. Still keeping the ambiance and visuals in a very creative way, but put a whole different spin on it. I've never, I've never had a case where I've seen a um, witchcraft film where there's a mom and a daughter and it's past like it, to me it was so I don't what? Know, I liked it. it I thought garbage. it was good. I liked Crap. the atmosphere. Didn't I was like sucked in by the it band. It is another shutter film made in Yankee Land that sucks. I loved it. All right. Well, let's talk about something in the cinemas cuz we saw so much good things in the cinema. <laughs> what? So much. <laughs> All two of them. Well, three I, of them really. I, I saw oh, an extra one, three, which I don't true. understand why you guys didn't. Did you go see it in the theater though? I did. Did I went, you? I, I watched it twice. Wow, so nice. He watched it twice. You want to start with that? Are we going to go? Yeah. No, we'll it's start. in there. We're, we're it's right in there. Get on oh, it. Yeah, oh yeah. There's... Get on it. All right. So we are starting with a Cyrano. Cyrano is a musical directed by Joe Wright and starring Peter Dinklage in the title role. And I must admit, I wanted to see this as more of a curiosity than anything else. I mean, we all know Peter Dinklage is in the upper echelon of actors working today. I would agree. But putting him in a musical adaptation of an 1897 play where he indeed will be required to sing. Come on, what's that going to look like? Well, let me put it this way. It is official. There is nothing that Peter Dinklage cannot do. From the first time we are introduced to Cyrano, we are treated to Dinklage's overwhelming presence. And by casting him in the lead role, I found myself engaged with the story for the first time as I was not distracted by a silly looking prosthetic nose. And the credit for that should go to Erica Schmidt, who is Dinklage's wife. And she wrote this adaptation. Replacing that device with stature as the obstacle to Cyrano's love for for Roxanne was a stroke of genius. Dinklage added layer upon layer to Cyrano as this warrior that feared no man and could deal with any situation except for one. And as I should have expected, singing was no problem for Dinklage either. The aching emotion of the situation came through in his vocals. So now that we have established that the brilliance that is Peter Dinklage, you're probably asking, But what about the rest of the film? What about the movie? Well, let's start with the actors involved first. Haley Bennett as Roxanne was fantastic, as she was able to portray her as a bit selfish and arrogant, yet still very grounded and caring, and we could see why both Cyrano and Christian would be smitten with her. Kelvin Harrison Jr. played Christian, and he was magnificent as he stumbled his way through the film as Cyrano acted as his voice. The scenes between Christian and Cyrano were brilliant. They went from laugh out loud hilarious to absolutely heartbreaking. These two actors were dynamite every time they shared the screen. The supporting cast were all very good as well with the likes of Ben Mendelsohn and Monica Dolan. And now it's time to talk about the fact that this was a musical. 
Was this necessary and did it add anything to the story? As I began to watch this, I must admit those questions entered my mind almost immediately. But a funny thing happened as I continued to watch. The music numbers were so naturally integrated into the story that it was almost organic. This starts with the music. As there are no pop songs here, but rather songs that are poignant and drive the emotion of the story forward with, with rhythm and strings and orchestral arrangements that add to the desperation or the happiness or the sadness of every scene. Yes, there is choreography, but not in the traditional sense. It does not spiral into musical spectacle at any time. It stays grounded as the dancing gets replaced by natural movement. From the bakers preparing the dough in a rhythmic way to the soldiers marching to a specific cadence, the situations that are the backdrop for the musical numbers were done more naturally than any musical that I have ever seen. And then after hearing the song, Wherever I Fall, and that this had to be a musical, that scene is the culmination of the entire project it is beautiful and sad, and I was blown away. The lessons this tale have have never this tale have never been more eloquently presented, as this Joe Wright offering that illustrates the fact that when you hide your true self, you risk loneliness, loneliness, and that fear of rejection because of the chance you may be hit is no way to live. From the music composed by Aaron and Bryce Dessner of the band The National, to the exceptional performances, to the natural way it was all presented, to the heartbreaking final scenes, this movie was an emotional roller coaster. It was sonically pleasing and visually striking. Simply put, it was Mondo. Hmm. What do you know? Thank you. I think that's the most effort you've ever put into any review ever. So good for you. I believe he is. <laughs> yeah, I think he was mesmerized by that film. Now, let me just add in here how many movies to this movie based on the theme of Cyrano. And I just explained why this one was completely different. Nope, got that part. Mm, don't think you did if you're doing this ridiculous adding up of the movies because I could care less because none of them are this movie. It, I know, but I'm saying they just keep rehashing mo the movie. But they didn't rehash it this time. This had an actual original spin on it, Jim. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, okay. So why are we, why are you talking about this? I'm just saying. You're just that's saying why nothing. I did not want to see it. You're absolutely saying nothing. Saying you everything. Should, you should have faith in the fact that Peter Dinklage, and you're always talking about representation. Well, Peter Dinklage is part of that representation. Well, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. And the yep. fact that he was cast in this role, you should have been first in line for it. The mm. fact that you're not makes you a hypocrite. Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I would. No, I am not going to see another musical. Because I know maybe you would like it. I would not like it. Oh, you'll it. be seeing musicals. Oh, <laughs> well, I know that. I have seen a lot of musicals, thanks to you two. And uh, no, I have no I have no desire to continually watch remade films. I just have no desire. But when it's... Now, now have you... Okay, so you is, say this that. Is a, this no, is no, a no. different situation. No, no, no. How is, can you not say... How okay. can you not say it is? Okay, have you seen the Cyrano de Bergerac made in 1990? In the Cyrano de Bergerac made in 1900 or 1925 or 1946 or 1950 or 1972 or 2008. You're going through them too fast. I've probably seen about five of them. That's what I'm saying is that if you haven't seen all of them, you don't know how original this is over all the other ones that have been made. I know how, yeah. I... You know how five of the 25 maybe? Although, did you see the movie The Truth About Cats and Dogs? Because mostly that's based on Cyrano de Bergerac. 
Wasn't Roxanne also based on yes, Roxanne? Yes, of course it, it is. Yes. Of course it is. Okay, so now you're just being silly. Am I? Yeah. No, I'm not. You're being ridiculous. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's my job. Mm, sometimes. And, you're, it, and your job is to is write the po- a Is the point out when you're being a hypocrite? Exa- no, yes. ridiculous, not hypocrite. Hypocrite. No. I think we need to add a bell to this machine here so I can... Tell you when the round is over. All right. It's not. It's over. It's over. All right, then. Because we get to talk about <sighs> Satan. Oh, yeah. Our favorite topic. So we go from something good. Studio 666. Studio 666. Legendary. This is the word it was written for me. Rock band Foo Fighters move into an Encino mansion steeped in grizzled rock and roll history to record their much anticipated 10th album. But wait, it's not just a regular mansion. It's an evil haunted mansion. So the few Foo Fighters made a move. The first question I have, who the hell are the Foo Fighters? I've heard of Dave Grohl. Couldn't tell you a single song from any of their albums. Uh, Still, the trailer made this seem like it was a fun, campy ride. Uh, It wasn't. Obviously, these musicians can't act. And Whitney Cummings isn't exactly Viola Davis. Thank you, Murray. <laughs> You're welcome. I almost used Meryl Streep. Uh, Thank God that didn't happen. In fact, apart from some really cool and creative kills, this film was really bad. <laughs> if it had been more campy and played for laughs, yeah, I would have enjoyed it a bit more. Uh, stick to music, Mr. Grohl, if that's what you're supposed to be good at. Rage. Perfect. That's all I got. Somebody else's turn now. That's Satan number two. Satan number two. Cyrano himself. Cyrano. Uh, Studio 666 was fun, but it could have been a lot more fun had they taken this 108-minute movie and trimmed it by a half an hour. The story that would have been this uh, this was a story that would have been far more effective if it was cut to 78 minutes this vehicle for the Foo Fighters should have been Walt Wall Gore and laughs and hijinks but we got all that with a lot of time between which ultimately made and it was too long I guess that makes it a meh bingo well if you have nothing but time and you're filthy rich and you're a rock star um and you have everything else that you want in the rock world, just like Kiss and the Who before them, the Foo Fighters decide we need to make a rock movie. An appearance by the legend John Carpenter show up. This film has the funny, the gory, the stupid, the corny, the worst acting of any band in any movie that's ever been made, but it had heart. Heart maybe spilled out gushing on the wall or on the floor or on the bed or in the wood chipper, but heart nonetheless. So basically lots and lots of gore. This could have been an amazing rock and roll horror gore fest comedy or rock horror D uh, if you will. The good was the gore. A lot of comedy hit the mark. Uh, the Will Forte and John Carpenter sightings and the rock hail Satan. The bad, the middle slump of the movie, the runtime and the acting, although that made me laugh at how bad it was at times. 
It was minutes of editing, less Dave Grohl and more lion print underwear. It also needed not to have 27 Lord of the Ring endings. Fuck me already and end the film. Dave, I got a confession to make. Your film is meh. Yep. I wanted to love this. It could have been so good. You both did. Yeah. It had so much potential. It did. Concept was good. Yeah. Gore was good. Yeah. There was some fun in it. Yeah. It was too long. It was way too long. How many, okay, so how many minutes were you trimming? I was trimming 30. I thought 78 minutes. If it would have clocked in at 78, Mm. that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, but definitely, I had they 20. They were I had way 20. too many scenes. Yeah, Dave, so you you, were, you wanted to clock in at 88. Well, what I wanted it to 65 do was I wanted to me. edit 30 minutes of Dave Grohl at yes. 10 minutes of Will Forte and ended with a cool well, and 88 actually, minutes. And maybe write something for and little more, yeah. A little more Whitney Cummings would have been nice. Yeah, exactly, Murray. And yes. more of her. More of her, yes. All right. Apparently, it's not great. It was not great. But... We can talk about something that we will all agree on 100%. You think so? Yeah. I am 100% convinced every single one of us really will be agreement too, right? on this. I can I can 100% guarantee it. I you really liked it too. I, I yeah. would bet even money on it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm laying pretty even money on this, Mer. All right. So apparently I am going to talk about unsilenced. Yes, you are. Ah, the Chinese Communist Party cracking down on its citizens as propaganda goes head to head with the fight for freedom is the backdrop of the film unsilenced. It is one of those films that I wish were better as the story is worth knowing, but not in this format. Bad acting and bad writing sink a tale that should have been so much better. This should have been dripping with tension, but instead I found myself shaking my head. This was just a this was just bad filmmaking. Like literally just bad filmmaking. It miserably fails as a time-sensitive thriller, and I would have been much happier if it was a documentary, especially if if this is the quality of writing and acting. Uh, once again, the story's worth telling, but not through this film. This was a rage. Bingo! Wow. We've got ourselves a bingo. All right. Well, let me tell you what I thought. Bingo has been called. Please hold hall cards. Bingo has been called. Hall cards. All cards. I think I did say hall, didn't I? I Well, bingo happens in a hall. Since I've never been to a bingo, I assume that that's what they call the cards. Please, Please hold all cards. Yes. Bingo has been called. I love how you two know what happens at a bingo. <laughs> I have older relatives and I've been dragged to bingo. And Bryce is a gambler. He's a gambling addict. I'm not a gambler. I've also put in some volunteer time. I rarely gamble on it. I don't I, don't I rarely gamble at bingo. I, I rarently gamble. I don't go but, to casinos. But wait, isn't, isn't that where you usually pick up your hot older ladies? Where you used to have to pick up your old hotter ladies? No. Hotter ladies? They're at the slot machines The hotter ladies. No, they find me. Yeah, at the bingo hall. Not at the bingo hall. Oh, okay. Hall. Well, hold your cards. Whatever that means. Uh, I'm always on board bringing the justice to countries that are traditionally totalitarian and ethnically devoid. And as we see in the Ukraine right now, Russia is one of the worst offenders. But we all know that China is the absolute worst. They've been doing it longer. This, of course, although a biopic supposedly takes place in China in 1999. It has the makings of a film or TV 
that were actually made in Canada in the 90s, an over-forced acting, convenient retelling of the original story, and a paint-by-number plot. This film truly is terrible in every single possible way. The only redeeming thing in this movie is an evil version of Chinese Liam Neeson-like character, basically one note and bound for justice, and a couple horrifying torture scenes which are thrown in to show how completely horrific the Chinese government can be when it wants to be. This is a story worth telling, but as with maybe all, but maybe one or two biopics ever created, this should have been made as a documentary as Bryce had already alluded to. It was a complete rage, even though Chinese Liam Neeson could not save this film. Evil Chinese Liam Neeson. He was evil Chinese Liam Neeson. Well, it's funny. He you, was great. It's funny you say uh, Canadian because it was actually a, a Canadian director. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it seem like an NFB type movie. I was thinking the Something King of would, Kensington goes to China. In fact, I guarantee this movie will play on CBC in a later date. Oh, it's probably playing on there right now. Or the documentary channel. Well, whatever. Murray, can you please tell us what you thought so we can see if we well, agreed on one movie today? As I am old and lazy i didn't feel like sitting up at the top row with these two guys so i got to stretch out on the on the big comfy couch in the front row did that change your feelings about how this movie i watched it lying down and i was comfortable (laughs) i I didn't fall asleep that's kind of surprising uh okay i don't want to take anything away from the importance of this film yes or it's a very serious subject matter the atrocities that the chinese government have perpetrated do need to be brought to light as bryce mentioned Having said that, this film was for the most part dull and long-winded. It might have worked better as a documentary, though getting subjects to speak out against China might have been a bit difficult. It might have been impossible. Uh, As a white, somewhat privileged North American, I just can't understand people being tortured and kept to seeing an exercise routine. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand what the government was trying to prove. Yep. Judging by all the good reviews online, people actually like this film. There are a lot of tens. Uh, if you're not put off by the subject matter, you might enjoy it. Just wasn't for me. Uh, I actually originally gave it a meh, but I have changed it to a rage. Because it deserves it. Yes. You know what that means, Mur? I know what that means. Alrighty. Now, as much as I love coming out of a rage film into the rage, I'm going to get right back into the rage right now because my rage this week. Everybody that saw Cyrano agreed. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think Cyrano has a 10 out of 10 on every meter. Everybody that reviewed it on this podcast agreed. Oh, yes, that's true. Everybody on the podcast that did see it agrees with himself. My rage this week is the country of Russia, and in particular, Putin, because you're a fucking dick, and what you're doing is immoral and unconstitutional.
Yeah, all right. My rage is the fact that every time Jim picks a foreign film on Netflix, it's always garbage. Or maybe my rage is the fact that Netflix keeps on picking garbage for their foreign film lineup. Either way, I am sick of watching really bad foreign film films on Netflix. This week it was Restless. Recently it was My Father's Violin. There are not these are not bad films. They are epically bad films. How come Shutter can program so much great stuff that are foreign films? And Netflix has so much crap, especially since Netflix has about a billion times more money to throw around. That's my rage. That's pretty justified. Well, if it helps at all, I think they both suck. <laughs> I haven't liked the Shutter movie in a long time. I think we can all agree, except for maybe Murray, because he doesn't get it. Yeah. His Apple Plus is by far the superior oh, sure programming. I just won't pay for it. Uh, yeah, Apple Plus has been good. Shutter's good. Shutter's, as I say, Shutter bats about nine hundred if it's a foreign movie, mm. and it, it doesn't have to be from Asia. If it's from across yeah. Could across be the ocean, yep. it's good. Or even maybe not North America. Maybe it's just south of the United States. So basically, it's Canadian. It's basically Canadian and U.S. Yeah. Is really so if it's if it's not North American, then it's, right. it's well, good. Mexico still counts, and they make some pretty good Mexican things. Mm. So it's just well, Canada. I, mean, I don't know what they. We've seen on. a couple. Oh, on there, there was that one, wasn't there? Yeah, there was one, and we liked it. Okay. Yeah, it so a, like I said, it's just Canada and the U.S. It was like Chile. I think it was a witch. No, there one was too. one. Well, La Llorona was from somewhere no, further no, south. It. Yeah, it was else. South America. Yeah, but we did see a. We can't include Mexico in this mix. Is all I'm saying. Let's protect they, Mexico. Okay, they we'll protect. Are also it's just part of North America. It's just U.S. Yes. and Canada. U.S. and Canada. Fair enough. I'm on board. There you go. There you go. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Alrighty. Is this part two? It is part two. Oh God. I know people were disappointed last week when I didn't have part two. Well, I know I Jim, was. Jim I wasn't. was anyway. This week, part two of three of the worst reviewed actors in Hollywood, according to the critics. Who we are have these critics? People who the watch movies collective. like we do. I watch movies. Yeah, but the collective watch. critics. Well, yeah, was, but his part one was pretty bang the on. The difference is they, no, get, they get paid for it and we don't. I think it was pretty. So there. Uh, first up, we have... Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> He's great. He has some movie star charisma, but his acting talent has definitely been brought into question. His performance in The Punisher was slammed by critics I as some of the worst acting ever to disgrace the screen. Uh, Lundgren himself has admitted he's been in some bad movies, he but he, he thinks he's done some good ones. Let's not forget the homoerotic Masters of the Universe. Yeah, he man. Or the iconic Ivan Drago. In Wait, Rocky I still, I'm still thinking Drago. of, I'm still thinking of Masters of the Universe. There you go. Like I've never been more turned on by evil and good in the same there movie as much. Mm. And as Bryce mentioned, I will break you. Yeah. That's pretty much his only line in that. Which is like <laughs> iconic. Right, that, right there, you should be you on the list. Did you see him in Creed too? He just, I don't know what he was doing there. Ugh. Move on. Uh, <laughs> he was the worst actor in the Expendables franchise, and that's saying mm, something. Have you seen? Did you know that? Um, what's that guy's name? Sly Stallone is in it because he's pretty. He's in he all of your, them. Is he in your list? No. Okay. He's in. Next up, we have Zac Efron. What? I love Zac Efron. Yeah, he was in High School Musical, but generally critics don't seem to consider him to be a very good actor. He's not. New Year's he's Eve. The best. Dirty Grandpa and Baywatch all got destroyed by critics. 
But then he's also had box office. Who cares? I guess he definitely has his fans. Me included. Next up, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, she's bad. It was one movie, one you probably heard of that almost ruined her whole career. Batman, Batman? and Rob. <laughs> That's saw. ruined everybody's I career. just saw recently. Believe it or not, they actually showed them all like back-to-back one weekend, and I actually watched them all. Hmm. Silverstone herself, herself is actually still not a fan of her experience on the flick to this day. She won a Worst Supporting Actress Razzie Award for the film and was put off acting altogether for a while. To me, she'll always be the dream girl from the Aerosmith videos. <sighs> Stop. Jason Statham. What? Give me a break. Speaking of Who are these people? Tell him to he take is, a hike. He is undoubtedly good-looking and charismatic. Question is, can he actually Yes. Act? Opinions vary. Generally, critics seem to agree that even if he can't act, his movies are usually entertaining and wacky enough. It doesn't really matter. It's true, because he's awesome. There you go. But problem he can with, act. That was the problem he with French totally Jason Sorry. Statham. Well, he needs to get better movies then, because the movies he's in doesn't actually do any acting. In. Uh, next up... JCVD. Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme. We saw a recent movie of his on Netflix. It was really bad. If you think Jean-Claude Van Damme is bad at acting, he actually agrees with you. In 2012, he told Total Film Magazine he thought his early career success was due to his, his destiny more than his acting at the time. Because he could do the splits. and I was a bad it. actor, man, but the heart was there. Those were his own words. And the man sure knows how to kick mm. ass. Yep. Next up, Megan Fox. What? No. Now, she was pretty young when she first started out in Hollywood. She was in some She's critically fine. panned movies. Transformers, anyone? It also didn't help that she bashed her director and some co-stars in the press. Maybe she was blackballed by Hollywood. Maybe she just can't act. Her work has gotten a bit better lately, though. She's great in Jennifer's body. Yeah, she's great in Jennifer's body. I just saw her in that other one where her her husband dies and they chase her around the farm. Uh, love, uh, love to death, love, love you to death, love or you, something. Nah, yeah. Da, da, da. yeah, it was good. It was good. She was great. She was great. So those people are wrong, Murray. Saying I agree with him, just saying that's the list. They're... Stop, Kaylee Cuoco. I don't know who that is. I never really got the big deal with Big Bang. Oh, her. Fans complained her acting was overrated. I have no idea who we're talking about. The Razzies apparently didn't think much of her either. She was nominated for two movies in the same year. Yet in 2021, she landed an Emmy nomination for The Flight Attendant. So. It was Till Death, by the way. There you go. Till Death. There you go, right. I knew Death was in the title. Then we have Ruby Rose. She hasn't just been lambasted for her acting by film critics. At one point, Twitter users actually went after her, too. When she was cast as Batwoman in the TV show, they actually mocked her acting abilities online so much, she actually ended up deleting her account. I don't even know who this is. That's oh, taking I like it a her. bit too She's far. She's in John Wick 2. But her track record isn't great. Triple X 2. John Wick 2. Pitch Perfect 3. She's evil. Finally, this one brings me joy. Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, God. SJP is on my repulsive list forever. Mm. Yes, she was highly awarded for her role in Sex and the City. The franchise turned to movies. Things went wrong. That's not even her most reviled movie either. 
Critical flops like New Year's Eve, Did You Hear About the Morgans? fared much worse. She has a knack for ruining movies I would normally love. Honeymoon in Vegas, Mars Attacks, Footloose, just to name a few. Not even going to mention all the crap she destroyed by actually starring in them. Just stop acting. Murray throwing out Sarah Jessica Parker, who is already on our doubted list. Yes. I would wholeheartedly put my hand up to say Sarah Jessica Parker is repulsive. Bryce, what you say? Um, yeah. And Murray's already said it. Argument here. It's unanimous. Yay! We have the first person on both the repulsive and the doubted list hmm. oh, at the on, same she time. Move, she's on both? Yep. She's the only one that's on both. She has been in eight solid movies where she has not received one Mondo or hasn't had two Mez back-to-back. And the repulsive list is these actors or actresses are voted on by the Film Rage crew, meaning us, that when they appear on screen are completely repulsive and make you want to turn off the movie or not see it at all, all the time. Basically, we are repulsed by them whenever they are on the screen. Let's watch a good movie for a mesmerized off. Why not? What the heck? Just for fun, let's watch a good movie. Why would we want to do that? Well, because I'm sick of watching crap. I agree. So let's watch three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. But I've seen that one. Yes. Yeah, we, we want to watch have. it again. And who do you want to put him against? So we've got Francis McDormand versus yeah. Sam Rockwell versus yeah. Peter Dinklage. Oh my God, this is going to be so it's not good. Turn out well. It's it's you know what we're just gonna get to watch it, which I, I'm perfectly I, I'm fine. With. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know which two are coming off, but I still I'm gonna watch it and I'm are, gonna try I to. I don't think any are coming. I don't I don't think anyone's gonna. You know what? You think we're gonna disagree on this? I, oh, I, I can be, I can 100 percent agree we're gonna be because every single one of them are mesmerizing in that film. Yes, they are. And then put them together like. I, it's well, going to be impossible. It, we'll see. We'll see who's most mesmerized to us. But let's let's throw that in, and uh, we'll see if. Uh, okay. Well, that's saved Murray from bringing up what he was going to uh, bring yeah, up this I week. Yeah, I too. But I can wait next week. Yep. I'm happy with this. All right. Fine. Whatever. I actually own this movie, so I'm perfectly I, I happy. I don't, but I'm sure I can find it somewhere. There you go. You can always hey, watch then. it at my house. And after, well, I'm just going to leave it at that. I think that's. Uh, I think that was a good. We've had a successful week this week. There's been lots of rage. Bryce almost busted a nut. We have a person that's now on two of our lists at the same time. And we all actually almost agreed on most everything. Almost. Mm, not really. Oh. Bryce was full of rage, which there, I was there kind of made me happy. There weren't too many Mondos, I'll tell you that. There uh, was one. I gave them out. Yeah, you gave candy. them out like candy this they week. They were just candy, candy, candy. I can't believe the crap you were giving out Mondos to. I loved it. Last week on Rage or Dare, Jim plucked the final nugget from Bryce's golden bag of eternal damnation, aka his rage bag. This week, Jim and Bryce will get to either rage or dare. Let's check in with Jim and see if Julia Stiles is fit to be a queen or should she be banished for eternity. Okay, so what is it about Julia Stiles movies that just makes you go, why are your choices in movies so awful? This movie yes. 
has the usual romance love story that we get from Julia Stiles, the typical Beauty and the Beast plot, and the man slash prince she falls in for is such an annoying spoiled brat. I'm not sure who in their right mind would ever find anything but annoying with him. This film is the schlockiest of schlock fests. So bad, every single frame of film hurt my eyes, ears, nose, and throat. I think there might be a specialist that I may have to see for that. Everything is completely inconceivable and annoying, especially the fact that the Prince of Denmark, his mom and dad, the king and queen, have British accents sometimes, and then other times... They're kind of like trying to speak with a Danish accent. Yes. I have no what fucking clue. Have you seen this movie? Yes. You have? Yes. Okay, Bryce, you're going to love this. The entire reason. Okay, now, just if you can comprehend this yes. for any anything at all, the entire reason this film exists is because the prince, or Eddie, as he asked to be called, wants to go to Wisconsin <laughs> yep. and away from Eddie. Uh, away from the pressures of princehood so he can see yes. Wisconsin girls take their tops off, girls gone wild videos, but then it just keeps getting better. The prince's intelligence is beyond compare as the TV show promised him that all you had to do was ask ladies in Wisconsin to take their tops off, which is what he does the first time he meets Julia's character. And apparently, she forgot that he did that about two minutes later. <sighs> you know all how much I hate romance films and rom-coms films, but this film has every character as a complete idiot with no sensible thought in their heads, and every single scene has an illogical and idiotic point to it. I feel sick to my stomach every time the prince opened his mouth and Julia's character was supposed to be some form of genius but was a complete moron most of the time. So just as my stomach turned, so are the days of my life. You know, like a soap opera because that's what this felt like. Only 20 times worse. Yes. Oh Bryce. I remember the days of pleasure I would have in the days and nights when I would get to watch Mary-Kate and Ashley movies, when the <laughs> level of film torture I would receive would fuel a level of rage to my adequate expense and make me scream at the screen for an hour and a half. This was a full body or out of raging body experience yes. where it felt like I was slowly losing the control of my bowels, mind and soul and traveled to places of epic torture of the past, present and future where the only escape could mean my own certain death. The pain and anguish of this film sickened me well beyond the hour and 51 minutes. Yes, Bryce, a rom-com that was an hour and 51 it's minutes of monumental rage-filled Sure. Yes. Well, this film, I think, finally may have done me in. You have outdone yourself this week, my friend. And yes, I did save a little piece of my soul that refused to re-enter my experience. I am now going to give you a memento to try and remember the day that you completely broke me. Yes. Hold the phone. Okay. I have captured a piece of my soul oh. in this lava lamp wow. that I am presenting Bryce. Wow. He has remembrance of me. Congratulations, you are the proud owner of, as Janis Joplin once said, and I quote, Oh, oh, have a, have another little piece of my got it 
if it makes you feel good. And the saddest thing about this movie was that like 10 years later, the Prince of England lived out this fictitious story for real. Mm. I actually am feeling sick again. And after seeing this movie, I also have a very important update for you all. Yes. This movie has now taken over <laughs> as the worst movie I have ever seen in my life, yes. which now opens up the door for our mesmerize off to get even more exciting because oh, we can add Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken back yes. onto the mesmerize list. Left and right. I think it should be walking offs for like walking off. But we can't now because we have the well, dinkle the, the job. We have the dinkle job. We got this one, then we got Murray's, and then it's and then we're going walking yeah. off. Yeah, uh, this this was truly the worst. I can watch Nine Lives, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I I couldn't get off the couch for the entire day after seeing this. My, Monique thought that that a piece of me had been taken out, and now Bryce has a piece of me That's that he right. when he plugs in, gonna, he's going to see this it. This may be. It's not like my most prized possession. It is like an Oscar. Little piece of you, though. It's it's kind of special. It is. <laughs> Every time you look at it, you'll I'll remember you. the remember. day that you completely destroyed my life. I okay, so that was that. obviously the worst Julia Stiles movie. Yeah. What's, so what's your favorite Julia Stiles? I don't movie, have Jeff? one. Which we're already done the list for this week. Even cheating a bit by adding on Christopher Walken, which Murray I already know is a unanimous on that. Yes. So we'll have to talk about Julia Stiles also next week. <laughs> because I have a feeling she may make both lists also. I don't know. Well, we're not talking about it today. But be prepared. Next week we will be talking about it. We'll see. We have so much to talk about next week. We should probably not watch any movies. Just <laughs> we have to. Well, we have a few to watch. I think we have to watch The couple. Batman. Oh, the Batman, <laughs> yes. And we got another one we're going to see. All right, so you and I got to pick from Murray's bag. Whatever he has. Mine? Mine's almost empty. Well, oh, well get, whatever's get left. Get back on the horse. As I say, there was a reason I was saving that one just because you needed to see that. I can't I believe. I, I was not refilling my bag I can't until believe, you picked that one. I can't believe that you picked The Life of David Gale over that as the worst movie you've seen. Oh, yeah. Life of David Gale's the worst. No. Yeah, I've seen Life of David Gale. It makes me And at ang- least it, it had Kevin Spacey in it when he was acting. Anyways, what are we watching next week, Jim? What did you just pluck from Murray's ice cream bucket of rage? of rage? Oh, Jim is very happy. <laughs> We're going to be seeing yes. the repulsive and, yes, oh, no. and doubted yes, Sarah Jessica Parker in the first Sex in the City. Oh, well, at least it's not Sex in the City 2. <laughs> yes, agreed. Oh. And it's well this, worth the $2. Now, whoever hasn't seen the um, DVD cover of this, it is a lot of white, and I'm not saying that it's not going to come out with more white on it when it comes back. But Yes, but what do the critics say, Jim? The critics say... Sensational, beautiful, and better than ever. That's what Neil Rosen of... NY, uh, New York. What the hell is NYI News New York? Don't know what that is. Don't know who you are. Independent. Wow, you really, they really were scraping the bottom. And that is the only quote on the whole box. Huh. That's not a good sign, Jim. (laughs) They can only come with one quote? One quote from NYI News in New York. So I don't know what NYI News is. It's it's a made-up thing, I think. Okay, well, they found somebody. They paid somebody to make a positive comment about their movie. There you go. All right, well, 
That's too much rage for this week, people. Yeah, we're raged out. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Find us everywhere on social media at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. Make sure you get your Film Rage Award shirts before the Oscars come out so you can prove that your voice means more than theirs. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, pretty please, 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 please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.